It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone. And today we have a most interesting guest. And... I, I think the thing that stood out most for me is, first off, she has just been interviewed by two of my colleagues who have been guests on my show, Dr. Patty Britton and Dr. Diana Wiley, both of whom are just tons of fun and great information. And the story that this woman brings forward is literally, it's about her sexual awakening at 70. And my guest today is Lynn Brown Rosenberg. And Lynn, I believe you're on the line with me now. I am. A pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much, my dear. I did look at the the, the HuffPost interview and the Salon article. And mm-hmm. I think what I like most about what your story is delivering is it goes so counter to what culture and society has basically told women as they get older about their sexuality. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's something that, well, maybe you're not interested anymore, or, you know, if there isn't someone in your life, then you can't possibly be, you know, thinking about anything sexual. But you kind of spun that on its handy-dandy little ear, didn't you? <laughs> well, I guess I did. <laughs> yeah. So let's well, go with... Uh, it kind of began with uh, my realizing that I hadn't had sex in 15 years. And okay, that's a long time. That's a long time. And I just decided that was enough, and I had to see what I could do about it. And one of the problems that I had was I was on a medication that was inhibiting my sex drive. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, I was able to change that medication, and that did get me started on the right road. What was, okay, but there has to be a tipping point that was like that, okay, I'm, was it that you hadn't had sex in 15 years and it was kind of like that was the the moment or was there something else? Um, I don't recall there being something else. I think I was just shocked when I realized how long it had been. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I had had sex or, or orgasms, for that matter, because I had, mm-hmm. you know, very little sexual desire because now, of the medication. And right. So, um, now, may I ask what the medication was? The medication I was on was Prozac. Yeah. And yep. I switched to Abilify and uh, 
prosthete. Mm-hmm. And that really helped me. Well, I'll tell might you, might not help everybody, but you know, the, those were the medications that worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, one of the first things I ask people when they say they have no desire or they can't orgasm is, and my first question is, please, you know, are you taking any medications? Because the doctor mm-hmm. may not have told you of the impact of these. So, anyway, that shifted things for you. Now, let's give a little bit of the the history and the background for you. You had been widowed for 15 years at this point, and Mm -hmm. when you realized, and but you said also that in the Salon article that your sex life with your you know former husband hadn't been great. That's right. We um, we just weren't a match sexually, and the. Strange thing is that we never discussed it, either one of us. It's not so strange, really, from my point of view, because I had been very repressed from the teachings, you know, from my parents. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that isn't so unusual. But it was kind of unusual that he never brought it up, either. Well, well, one of the things I do tell people is, listen, just because it isn't spoken about doesn't mean it isn't an issue. Right. And right. If you know, this probably is. I, but also, I will tell you, Lynn, that for the majority of couples, when I do presentations for them, couples don't tell the truth in front of one another. They're just mm. not comfortable doing so. Even, mm. when, even when they're going to, even if they're going to a therapist. Wow. Often, seriously. So um, your experience is, uh, sadly... Not unusual. So here you are. You discovered this, and in your salon article, you do now. Your book is not out yet, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Why was yes. I thinking it? Oh, okay. It just came out two weeks ago. Oh, okay. The, my sexual awakening at seventy. Right. I, I think it should be <laughs> seventy-year-old version discovers sex. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But when you, what was it? Okay, you talked about going down to the pleasure chest. Right. Well, that started when I went to another doctor, my urologist, and I, I said to her, I'm not having orgasms and I'm not having sex. And she said, go to a sex store and get a porn video and uh, DVD and, uh, and, a toy. So I did. Her initial and, uh, reaction was to I have McDonald's Arch. Yeah. I had my heart in my mouth because I had never been in an adult store. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get in and get out as fast as I could. But the people were so nice there <laughs> that it was almost comfortable. Well, you know, and for them, this is routine. Yeah, well, it's routine, but they also, now with bricks and mortar stores, they really do try to focus on the educational component of things. Mm. They, it used to be that they just stood behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And um, now they are much more a source of information and also for seminars, for things, you mm-hmm. know, obviously to bring people to the stores. But you mm-hmm. said that you bought... Budding Bliss. Is that the one from Vibratex? I think so, yes. 
It is a great little vibe, by the way, for anyone. Who yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> it is. Well, that got me started. I was having two orgasms a day from having nothing. I was having two orgasms a day. My girlfriend called it afternoon delight, <laughs> you know, which it was. Uh-huh. And uh, that that got me started for a while. And then, then things sort of died down again. Because and of what? Uh, I don't know. I guess I was just getting used to it. I don't know. And anyway, um, I went back there again, got something else, and that that increased my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Then I was talking to my therapist about this whole thing, and and uh, I said I can't keep going back there and buying, you know, porn DVDs. And he said, Well, you know, he says there's free porn on the net. And I thought, oh, wow, I can't do that, free porn on the net. But I did. Mm-hmm. I always say no before I say yes. According <laughs> to my personality. <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, did check it out, and there was one video in particular that really caught my attention, and I watched it several times, and I even started to make notes about it. I now, thought it was okay, so good. Can, right. Now, can you describe for people the content of it? Well, the content was uh, all she did was talk and touch. Uh, mm-hmm. she did, they didn't have orgasm. I mean, they didn't have sex. They didn't have intercourse. They, it was just talk and touch. Mm-hmm. And it was highly erotic. And mm-hmm. uh, it was about this time that my doctor, who who is the most open-minded man I've ever met, um, said that there were, because I was saying that I'm not meeting anybody and this and that, and he said, well, there are sex chat websites. Mm-hmm. And, again, I didn't think I could do that, but I decided if I were going to do it, I would use her notes. You would so use I that. Did. You would use that. So you would use that dialogue. I would use that dialogue. And, so, um, but you had mentioned, yeah, you had mentioned in the salon article that it was that that it surprised you that how much of an impact that had on you. Well, it did. First of all, um, it was very exciting to get someone else that excited, mm-hmm. and they they would thank me, particularly the first fellow that I, you know, chatted with. And I thought, wow, should I be thanked for such a thing? But uh, but anyway, yes. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, and, uh, you see, that was a very good time. Mm-hmm. And, and I continued to use that dialogue with other men. Now, when you were, t- were you just typing the dialogue? I was just typing it. Mm-hmm. And you were basically creating your fantasy. And you also, my understanding is, you kind of did a little bit of a, you know, age tweak to see. Oh, yes. I, well, I, oh, yeah, well, on that one, actually, I was, on the first one, I was closer to my real age. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I only lied by about five or six years or something. So, uh I was more honest than the second one, 
um, I and the first fellow was decades younger than me. Right, and you did I asked say him, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, why why would you be interested in someone he even wanted to meet? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And uh, so, but after a while, uh, I wasn't getting much attention, and I think it was due to my age. And you shifted uh, from and changed other fellows. Right now, here we're coming so up I, to our first break. Yeah. Here, my guest oh, is okay. my guest today is Lynn Brown Rosenberg. We're talking about her book, My Sexual Awakening at Seventy, or as I, in my brain, I'm referring to it as the woman who, at seventy and a virgin, discovered sex. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for más. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the WOW Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. with the right skills, knowledge, and most of all the right questions, you too could have the success you're looking for. Join Laura Atchison as she hosts the Entrepreneur Masterclass each Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's been said success comes from not only what you know, but who you know. But what if you don't have access to the top experts? Well, that has changed. Laura Atchison, best-selling author, international speaker, and business strategist, brings you top experts from all around the world to help you take your business and your life to new heights. Join Laura for the Entrepreneur Masterclass every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. 
And today, my guest is Lynn Brown Rosenberg, and she is the author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. And even before it was released uh, approximately two weeks ago, Salon.com published an excerpt from it. HuffPost Live interviewed her, and Sunday Times of London commissioned her to write an essay about it. And before the break, we were getting to how Lynn had kind of like tweaked her age a little bit and then really tweaked it because you weren't getting as much attention as you wanted. So you changed your name age from, I think you said, 69 to, what is it, 43? 45. 45. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you said there Big was... age difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a whole different amount of interest. And what mm-hmm. was the thing... What did you find was the one thing that had people, the the men, did, well, the men, you were more interested in men, correct, not with women? Oh, definitely. Okay. The, what was the thing that you would ask them? What was it, you know, do you want to have, what, what did you say, naughty talk? Mm-hmm. Naughty, naughty chat. Mm-hmm. Naughty chat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And people who were on those, what were the sites that you went on to? That oh, one of them was called flirthut dot com. Okay. And the other was um, be naughty. One word. Oh, okay. Dot com. <laughs> okay. So they were actually looking for someone for this type of chat. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. So it isn't you know everyone you you kind of know out of the gate that this is what you you're going to be working with. That's, right. That's what you're going to do. Right. Now, and, you had meant... Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, um, it became very exciting for me um, after I got over the first initial kind of shock of being on a sex <laughs> site and and going into that language from that uh, video that I saw. Um, it... It gave me something to do at night, and it was exciting. Mm-hmm. And one night I had a couple glasses of wine before I got on, and I was able to create my own dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, I would gotten the hang of it, so to speak. Right. And, you know, I just found it very freeing. Yeah, because that's the, you had mentioned that. So this nice Jewish girl who mm-hmm. is breaking out, if I can ask one question, what mm-hmm. was what was the comment or the words or the things that your mother delivered the message to you that about sex? Was it that sex was not okay, that sex was dirty, sex, you shouldn't enjoy it? What were the things? Um, well, there were a couple of it. things. When she gave me the talk. It was the only time that I ever saw her cry in in her entire life. Whoa. Not through her hospitalizations or or even dying. Really? And so I think somewhere, even though I was only, I think I was 12 at the time, you know, it had an impact on me. She started crying and then I started crying. I didn't know why I was crying. So wow. that, I think that really made an impression. And then 
later, sometime later, well, I think it was a couple of years later, I was 14, and we went for a weekend to this resort called Highland Springs. It's about half hour before Palm Springs outside of L.A., mm-hmm. and uh, it was the first time I met a boy that I was felt attracted to, that I had that kind of feeling about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he wanted to take a walk, and I took a walk with him, and we laid down on the Chase Lounge, and we were kissing, mm-hmm. and I mean, I never would have gone any further because I was well-trained, mm-hmm. so there was no problem in my mind, and my parents found me out there, and they ordered the boy to disappear, which he did from there there on, uh, and they swept me up and pulled me back into our cabin and told me that uh, women didn't enjoy sex. In fact, women who did were prostitutes. Oh, Wow. So, so, so seminal. That, the two seminal conversations or, or encounters were just yes fraught yes. with oh yikes. Mm. Yeah, very much so. So uh, I became afraid of men. You know, my fa- and then my father would of course in, in, enhance that by saying boys can't be trusted. But that's I think kind of typical at least at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, from fathers, but it was the way they handled that incident that were you, were you, really were you an was only child? devastating. Right. Mm-hmm. Were you an only child? I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There you go. So you didn't even so have anyone no to bounce to... off of a... Yeah, exactly. Ah, because, you know, when you tell me this thing of, you know, the one time that you're interested in your uh, feeling attracted to this person... All of a sudden, it just gets shut down. Then it's dangerous. It's bad. I mean, that's your subconscious. Then just downloads all of that in one hot hurry, doesn't it? Right. Right. So here we are. We've got you at age 69 discovering things. So what when you when you sent me the notes before, you said, tell me about your first kiss. Now, was this? Your first kiss with this? That was the first kiss at 14. I, mm-hmm. Okay. Now I get what you meant by that. The, when, who have you, who initially told you to write about this? Or did you write about this because you write? Well, I do write. And it's something that I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to write my memoir as long as far back as I can remember, because I was carrying all these secrets and burdens and unable to be free to express myself at home. Uh, my my home life, they, my parents were very intimidating, mm-hmm. not just about sex, but about free freedom to express yourself. Really? And so I was just one big secret. Okay. And uh, partly even to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had always had the desire to write, but number one, as long as they were alive, I, I could never, ever in a million years do it. They were highly critical of me and judgmental and so forth, and I, I just couldn't couldn't have done it. But even after that, it took me a while. It was 
something loosened up in me once I started these sex chats. Mm-hmm. And when things started loosening up sexually, they also loosened up emotionally. Well, you know, I, I, that to me would walk hand in hand. And when, because really what you did is you put yourself back into, you put yourself into the driver's seat. Yes. Completely. Yes, I did. And for when you were first exploring the sexual side of things with the chat rooms, the toys, where did you have partners at the same time? You mean in, in real life? Mm-hmm. No. No, there was no one in my life. And I I think had there been, um, maybe I would have just explored with him. Mm-hmm. But there, okay. there, well, well, I mean, I had a few dates. I had mm-hmm. a few dates. I had one very hot date from a regular web dating site, but um, but nothing that evolved in any kind of uh, relationship. Okay. Are you in a relationship right now? I'm not. Okay. I'd love to be, but I'm not. Okay. Okay. Uh, the one thing that I have seen for people is that they will, when they literally put out to the universe, okay, I am interested, and they can be on site, but often what ends up happening is they end up meeting someone like at the dry cleaner. Ah. <laughs> uh, mm. so, so here we've got a couple of minutes until our next break. Okay. Uh, so what I wanted, I, we've got two minutes, so I don't want to jump into the thing about the, the porn thing because we'll we'll talk about that when we okay. you know, come mm-hmm. back from the from the break. When you so how did you end up your was your husband someone who just sort of walked into your life and it seemed like this is the time I should get married? Was there passion there? There was there was an attraction. There was mm-hmm. definitely an attraction when I met him. Um just the uh and and I thought I had been open to marriage for a while, but I may not have been, you know, because I saw in my parents' marriage they i mean if one of them was five minutes late, they practically had the police out and and the same for me when I was living at home, you know, and um I guess I just didn't want to be controlled again, mm. Or right. in a controlled so that, environment, and fortunately, he was not like that at all. Mm-hmm, that he was, was very, very open, very freeing, and and very loving. Well, um, congratulations so on that part. He was my soulmate, basically, except mm-hmm. sexually, sexual. we just, like I said, hey, we're in a match. Well, if your body, when you're making love to someone, it's your body saying what words cannot, and if you never learned how to communicate that way, mm-hmm. you didn't. So my guest today is Lynn Brown Rosenberg. We're coming up to our next break. You can find her on lynnbrownrosenberg.com, and you can find her book, My Sexual Awakening at 70, on Amazon. Check them out. We'll be back after this break. 
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. Welcome to TogiNet, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access... Familia, faith, identity, tradition. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramatica. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself? Without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question be it function sensation or something you've heard this is the spot it's sex talk with lou on toginet.com and now back to your host lou paget welcome back everyone and while we were on the break i told my guest lynn brown rosenberg that i had a couple of fun questions for her so uh, for those of you who might have just come in now, her book is entitled My Sexual Awakening at Sandy, a nice Jewish girl who discovers at 69 she has not had sex for 15 years and starts embarking on her own awakening and then discovers she likes to have certain types of more power chats where you're more of the turn-on for you, Lynn, is that you can make someone feel that great, correct? Right. Now, That's have exactly you, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever considered, because that, that, I wouldn't consider that to be in the least bit kinky, but have you ever tried any other kinky things? Um, no, not really, but I, I mean... I don't, I'm not entirely sure what you mean by kinky, but I was very, like, not adventurous in the bedroom. 
you know, with my husband because of all this stuff that was going on in my head. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, using toys is different. Watching Mm -hmm. porn, I never watched porn before, never wanted to. Right, and you had made that comment um, that, you know, you you were very much against porn. I was very much against it. I thought, you know, if two people loved each other, they didn't need it. But, you know, it can really add to a relationship and add to sexual excitement. Mm-hmm. No question. And so, no, I haven't done anything like um, uh, I haven't been tied up or if that's what you mean. Uh, mm-hmm. No, F&M I just... all that. No. Right. No, I, um, if doing the, you know, being able to create that reaction for a partner, I wondered if, you know, looking into being, you know, a soft dom might be something that you'd be interested in. Oh, I, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. I just, you know, I'll just be thankful if I can get a normal sex life uh, with somebody. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I have to think about that. Mm-hmm. But have you had a partner? You have had partners since you started on your awakening, as you would say. I have, mm-hmm. but not for very long. Okay. So you, I haven't had any real relationships that uh, I could build on or experiment with, and you know, they've been rather brief. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, you have to you have to walk before you run, correct? Exactly. And, exactly. and make sure. Now, when you talked about the porn and the free porn sites, do you, what is the category that you look for? Um, I look for women making men come. Mm-hmm. Okay. And them uh, either doing it with their mouth or their hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's intriguing and to me. It, it, that's intriguing for you? Mm-hmm. I like it. When, okay, let's, get, let's do the ideal scenario for you. You are in, because for many women, they never really have this kind of a conversation with a partner. But you're, you meet a partner, you meet online, and all of a sudden you say, I like naughty chat. Mm-hmm. Then... Is that where you met the other two? Is that where you met the the other gentleman? I I actually did meet a couple of men from the site. I I never ever intended to go out with anybody from that site, but I did. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they were really very nice. Uh uh one flew in from Maine to see me mm-hmm. and we spent a weekend together. Mhm. And uh yeah, but uh, I don't know. Sexually, it just wasn't satisfying. They had problems, mm-hmm. and um, so so there was nothing nothing really to build on there. Okay. But the... um, if if and when I ever get in another relationship, I certainly would be open about not only discussing what I would like or ideas to make sex mm-hmm. more exciting, but mm-hmm. what they would like. And mm-hmm. um, my, my, it, the whole experience would be entirely different. Right, because you did say, 
that um, you know, there's your one comment is if if you could talk to women out there, what would what would be the message that that you would give them? Well, part the the most important part in all this was that I was I didn't realize I really did not realize um, I was suppressed and or close-minded. I I just didn't realize it, and it was only when I started this journey and and kept going with it that I realized you know what what had happened to me mm-hmm. and it was then my choice of what if anything I wanted to do about it so you know part of it was reinventing myself mm-hmm. renewing myself and you know there's there's hope there's there's hope out there for a great sex life there's hope out there for all kinds of things if you can have an open mind right now have you, go ahead so that's that's the key thing and then willing to be able to experiment being curious and uh i became very curious about all this well i know when i was first uh when i when i first got into the area of sexuality is i wanted the mm-hmm. information for me mhm i was raised under you know the don't umbrella. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. And above all, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> above all, don't do it. Right. <laughs> and, which was kind of like, well, how in heaven's name are you ever supposed to learn about this stuff? So mm-hmm. I started asking real people what they did. And you, you related that, was it a cousin of yours who talked about using a vibrator? And you said, yeah. oh, no, I, wouldn't, I yeah. would never. I would never do that. Uh, that was just like mm-hmm. below me. And um I certainly, you know, wouldn't look at porn. I mean, that's just for, you know, other people. Right. So now you've turned it. Now, do your girlfriends call you up and say, hey, what do you think about this stuff? No. uh, No, my girlfriends are pretty open-minded. Okay. So I don't get the feeling that they uh, have any problems or need to ask me for anything. Thing. Um, I think they enjoy, and by the way, there's another avenue that I explored. Um, I think they enjoy my stories is what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, one girlfriend who was a kind of a new friend, she wrote erotica, and mm-hmm. she gave me a book on erotica. Uh-huh. And I took it, and, you know, I read it. I would never read a book on erotica before, of course, and I really enjoyed it. And then she suggested that I enter a contest that she was entering, write, oh, really? write a story and enter it. And it happened to be a gay story. And I thought, how can I do that? I don't, you know, have that experience. So I said, you know, I can't do that. And then about a week or two later, you know, I always say no before I say yes. Right, before you say um, yes. <laughs> I thought about it and I thought, okay, I'll try it. And I did, and I really had a good time doing it. I think it turned out pretty good, but the people who read my book, you know, can tell me if it did or not, because I put it in my book amongst other erotic stories that I wrote, which also gave me a new avenue to explore with regard to my sexuality. Well, you know, my um, guest two weeks ago 
was a woman by the name of Rose Carraway, and she has the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's really okay. good. It's, it's a collection of stories from a number of different writers, and it's done in sort of a library style, so it's kind of, here's one, The Secret, the secret Game. Author is Chase Morgan. The category is romance. So it's sexting, married, and fantasy swinging. But each one of them is by a completely different person, and mm-hmm. they give you a – and you, so you can read, like, snippets of it. You don't have to read from beginning mm-hmm. to end, which is – that's mm-hmm. what I liked about it. And mm. the stories in it are good. I um, Okay. Yeah, so it's the – I'll have to check that out. Yeah, Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. Okay. Now, what, what has been – what have people gotten back to you and told you about your book? Well, um, Joan Price has it. And, oh, Joan's uh, great. She, she wrote me um, that uh, she hadn't finished it yet, but that she was really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Patty had not read it when we did the interviews, but mm-hmm. uh, Diana – read it, and mm-hmm. she thought it was fantastic. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I say, it's only been out two weeks, so I really haven't had much other feedback other mm-hmm. than that. Because mm-hmm. Joan's, you know, for anyone who is listening, Joan Price has a book, Naked at Our Age, and Dr. Diana Wiley is a sex therapist and a gerontologist, so she focuses in the area of you know, sexuality as we mature and as we age. And Dr. Patty Britton has been the president of ASEC, American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, and has created the Sex Coach University along with her partner, Robert. And so that's why when you contacted me, Lynn, I was like, oh, you've already spoken with those, those two ladies. Well, they, you know, are open to finding out new information, and uh, good things. So I thought, ah, yes, let's find out about Sexual <laughs> Awakening at 70. No. We're, we're, we're they also up. have the Boom Doctors, so they have that show, too. That's right. They do. That's right. Patty and Robert have the Boom Doctors. I was on it, um, oh, gosh, about six months ago. So oh, we're really? coming up. Yeah, we're coming up to our final break. My guest is Lynn Brown Rosenberg. You can find her at lynnbrownrosenberg.com. You can find her book that we're talking about, My Sexual Awakening at 70, on Amazon, or you can contact her through her website. Please stay with us. We'll be back with our next set. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. 
Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smart strategies and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And I want to thank my guest, Lynn Brown Rosenberg, for being with me today. And on the break, what I had suggested to her that I'd like to do when we come back, given that she has had this incredible awakening, the sense of freedom that she now has about herself and her body and her sexuality, and she's ready to start sharing that, I think I want to help you, Lynn, Get that message out to the universe. Let's talk about what would an ideal partner for you be like? What do they look like? What do they smell like? How do they make you feel? Well, what a great question. Um, I tend to really be drawn to men about 10 years younger than myself. Okay. And so that... That would be the first thing that would be appealing. Not that he couldn't be my age, but that's what I'm usually drawn to. And um, I'm also drawn to someone who has a great sense of humor. Oh, you did mention about that. Open-minded. Yeah, you did mention about that one man who, when you wrote that, were you home alone? And you answered honestly, yes. You know, what are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing, you know, a sleeveless top and you know, light pants. And he goes, are you alone? You go, yes. He goes, you're overdressed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, so the sense so, of humor. You know, funny. He was very funny, that guy. And um, intelligent and fun and, and, of course, very interested in sex. Mm-hmm. And how about health? Let's make sure you bring in someone who's healthy. Oh, okay. That he has really good health because, well, 
no one can tell what's going to happen to a person the next day, even excluding age. You just don't know. But um, I, my husband was ill for six years before he died. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why I stayed away for, for, from a relationship for, for at least the first several years, because mm-hmm. I just couldn't cope with the idea of maybe having to deal with that again. Well, as a friend of mine said, when she met her second husband, she said, I don't want to be a nurse and I don't want to be a purse. Mm, mm -hmm. I don't want to be either of those. But she said, I want someone who I can share because I, you know, and you want someone who wants to share. Right. And, And, you know, I, I, I love, uh, a man who's an entrepreneur, because mm-hmm. I have been that uh, many times in my life. Uh, he doesn't have to be, but you're asking me what I'd like. Oh, no, we, we um, want to get everything keeps, down here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it keeps the person very stimulated if you're passionate and you're still involved in some accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I, I, no question. Because I have had relationships end specifically because the person was a nine-to-five, you know, he was a judge, but still did not have and could not wrap their brain around the fact that when I have to work, I have to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. lovely, lovely, lovely man, but it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to keep doing this. Period. Mm-hmm. So we've got that about 10 years younger than you, great sense of humor, healthy. They like to share, interested in sex, entrepreneur. Does it matter what religion? It doesn't. I mean, I'm Jewish. If he happened to be Jewish, I mean, that'd be great. But uh, I'm, I'm not religious at all. So, I mean, this feels like it's getting awfully, awfully particular now. Uh, so I'll just say uh, I'm I'm open. Uh, I, I I wouldn't want a real religious person because I'm not at all. Yeah, but, and I'll uh, tell you, yeah, the reason I'm asking that is because for some people that ends up being, even though the things are there, that ends up being the thing. That's the bridge they can't cross. Mm. Either either one or the other. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It, it, I've known of people who the person said, I think you're absolutely fabulous, but you're the wrong religion. Mm, I it's see. Kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, well, okay. And also, you know, someone who can accept me because I spent so much of my life, you know, not being accepted by my parents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, someone who can deal with this newfound, <laughs> newfound experiences that I've had and, and, uh, and can enjoy it, actually. Well, I, I honestly think that for the majority of men, this would be like, wow, why, you know, how, <laughs> okay. how, how did this not show up on my radar? <laughs> because to find a woman who, who is really interested in this is, it, that's like, hello and thank you. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying I'm trying to get you to put out into the universe, you know. I'm you're ready to, you know, have these people show up. Right, absolutely. 
because and someone who's emotionally available, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know men. I just was reading a book that men sometimes have difficulty with that. But um, but uh, no point in hiding now. We're too old to hide. Well, you know, as you know, I think we talked on the break that a friend of mine and my my twin sister actually was sharing with me that someone had said, well, they're interested in, you know, mature women. And this person was, I think, 35. And she asked mm-hmm. them, well, why, why mature women? Because she was thinking they're only interested in the money. And he said, mm-hmm. oh, heck no. He said, let me tell you. He said, these women know what they want. They've had the life experience. And they don't beat around the bush. They'll tell you what what they like. They'll tell you what they don't like. And what was it? Was it? I think it was. Who's the gentleman who was on sixty minutes? His name was Andy Rooney. Yeah. He did. A, he did a hilarious take on the difference between older men and older women. And he called uh-huh. it in praise of older women. It was fabulous. And he said, uh-huh. he said older women will not go and wear stupid looking pants sit in with their buddies having a drink and try and hit on the waiter. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said they will tell you what they like. They'll tell you what they don't like. They'll be honest with you. He said, they, but it was an absolutely hilarious 60-minute section. Huh. So I, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but I remember watching it, and I think he called it In Praise of Older Women. Oh, okay, I'll look it and up. It, it was just terrific. So, mm. do you have do you have these conversations with your girlfriends about any of this? Um, yes, there's one girlfriend that she and I have been very uh open about sex uh talk. So, mm-hmm. uh yes. And uh it's been good. I think that helped too because she was uh, very open. She never had the problems I had, and and she spoke freely. And so we could talk about it, joke about it. Uh, I could share my erotic stories with her. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, one girlfriend in particular. The, she now um, has a boyfriend, so she shares her erotic talk with him now. Okay, well, I know, but when, you, when you're talking about, you know, the type of person that you would want, you did make a point of saying that when you were first on the chat and you were looking and you would, sometimes they wouldn't have a picture, but if they did have a picture and the one who you said, oh, I don't know, this guy could be borderline serial killer, if there's no right. smile, I don't respond back. Right. It's like, it's like, why wouldn't you want to make yourself look approachable, right? Exactly. Exactly, but that's not that's not only on the sex sites. That's on the regular dating sites too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Now, if here you are, where where would you like to be a year from now, Lynn Brown Rosenberg? Where do you want to be? I'd love to be in a relationship. Okay. And I'd love to be doing some traveling. Okay. And having great sex. Okay. Ooh, you know what? I want you to write that down on a piece of okay. paper. Now, here's and yes. the reason I'm telling you this. There's a really specific reason I'm telling you this. Okay. When you write things down, now write it on a plain piece of paper with blue ink. 
write it with cursive writing and say, I want and will be in a relationship. I, you know, it's about loving, but I want to be in a relationship. I want to be traveling and want to be having great sex. Okay. You need to put it into the place of you want this, but you also want to give it the feeling of that it's already occurring. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because when you write things down, you literally change the dynamic of it. Let's say you're having a day when you've got all these things going on. If you make a list of all the things you have to do so your brain doesn't have to, like, constantly think about it, Mm -hmm. literally your brain flips to it's already been taken care of. Hmm. Your brain, literally that's what happens with your brain chemistry. Your brain registers that it's on a list, it's in a safe place, that means it's already handled. Okay. So when you are, because if you've had this kind of an awakening and this kind of, you know, blossoming, you need to be able to share and have that be brought into your life. Right. I agree completely. So so that's why I'm going to this part of the Mm -hmm. conversation is that write the things down. When you see, and do you have a dream board about what your dream partner looks like? Uh, I don't have a dream board, but I have an idea of what he would look like. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Then... You should do like a little dream board of the characteristics, how you want to feel, what you want to bring that into your life. Privately, of course, but, you know, mm-hmm. look through a magazine and go, ooh, that one's nice. As we are just finishing here, my guest today is Lynn Brown Rosenberg. She's the author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. She, you can find there is a Salon.com article that I read. There's a HuffPost Live that she just did. You can find her at www.lynnbrownrosenberg.com. And I love the fact, Lynn, that you took literally something that most people would be so shy about and you jumped in and you talked about it. All of us say thank you to you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. With host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget. 